Cheers for a Waffle Butt Media Podcast. Tonight, universal health care and other socialist ideals. Is it the Obama, Hillary, Clinton, Bernie Sanders deep state way of trying to steal your money? Or is it the only fiscally conservative and moral way to fix the problems in this country today? Find out tonight, America, on America the Podcast. Play that funky music, white boy. Don't call me that. Just do it. Ah, it's good to be back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. Ah, yes, it's good to be back in Austin. Especially after all that mountain walking and bear business. Yeah, man, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, so, did you did kill the bear or what? No, no, nothing of the sort. We wrestled for about three hours and then we came to a stalemate, basically. Turns out he's actually the bear king of northern Colorado. When I told him who I was, he informed me that he knew my father and now I'm friend to the bear people of, well, northern Colorado at least. So, I'm not sure how I'd fare in Alaska. Huh. Well, I guess bears are good friends to have. Uh, so, do you want to do the war on drugs episode today, or what? Oh, no, no. They're actually more pressing matters than your drug addiction. I have a drug addiction? Quiet your drug-addled rent, Timothy. Millions of people might lose their health care. Uh, again, apparently. I need to tell America. Speaking of, hello, America, and welcome once again to America, the podcast with me, the bastard. A show where every two weeks I berate you with the best lecture in the history of all time, and then I or my producer will interview people fluent in the subject of the lecture that Zeus himself would inscribe upon the stars. We're on uh, episode seven, almost done with the season, right, Tim? Uh, yeah, ten episodes for the first season, then a uh, Christmas special at uh, your request. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and then uh, Let's back the war on in Christmas. January for season two, so not too uh, long of a gap, just time enough to spend uh, holidays with our families and stuff like that. So, yeah. Especially Christmas. Well, wonderful. And even when I am not doing this podcast, I will always be speaking to you through my video messages, which can be found at bastardvideos.americathepodcast.com and on America the Podcast YouTube channel or Funny or Die channel. Just search America the Podcast and be more American than you have ever been in your life. But it is indeed good to be back here in Wafflebutt Studios, speaking directly to you, the people. Not hiding behind some Twitter account complaining about the NFL, and all the while not providing any aid to hurricane-stricken Puerto Rico. And yet people expressing their rights by kneeling are sons of bitches. Ugh. Stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, it is still so weird to hear you talk smack against, you know, not just a sitting president, but you're talking smack against a Republican president. Donald is not a Republican. None of these alt-right cucks are. They're a bunch of wannabes. I will fight them tooth and nail. But sadly, if this is truly where the Republican Party is gone because everybody confuses true Republicans with what we see today, if this is where it's gone, then, well... I might have to be done with the Republican Party. Maybe go independent, I don't know. Something I've never thought I would say before. But this is not the party. This is not the party I helped form and shape. Back then, we were just regular criminals. You know, Watergate, that was, that was the extent of it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. 
I just, I just do not like where this is going, and I do not like where they are going. Oh, shots fired! What? Where? No, I mean, it, it's because you, the, the things you're saying, it's, it's just an expression. You know what? Just keep going. Well, seeing Obama never actually took all the guns like we said he would, and now my party refuses to pass regulations that prevents terrorists from buying guns, I can be a little jittery at times, especially if I don't have my musket. But that's not the point. I don't want to be part of some political party that prefers to take health care away from millions and millions of people. 26 million people, to be exact. Well, that's pretty noble of you, for once, I guess. I'm glad you're... Uh, I'm glad you're caring about poor people. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. I do not care about the poor's, Timothy. I just care about their money. You see, I'm still a true red Republican billionaire. And by Republican, I mean actual Republican, not whatever these alt-right crumble bums have warped the party into. No, I am a fiscal conservative and a Republican through and through, and what I care about is money, like any other normal fiscal conservative. I am not sure why my fellow Republicans do not understand that healthy people means a healthy economy, which means more money for us. Listen, call it socialism all you want, but free health care is necessary to keep capitalism alive, thriving, and putting money into my amazing bank account. Think about it, Republicans. A world where our economy doubles in size, where everyone is buying a new iPhone at $1,000 a pop, and we become trillionaires instead of some lowly, pathetic billionaires. Don't you want more money, Timothy? Um, I'm pretty happy with what I have. I'm, I'm a simple hippie person or whatever. Wrong! The correct answer is, yes, bastard, I would like to have more money than God, please and thank you. Having everyone in this country be healthy and not draining our tax dollars makes that happen. And yes, Sean Hannity, you dick weasel, free healthcare means using your tax dollars, but that's part of living in a society, unfortunately. You spend money to make your country a better and safer place to live. Much like having a doctor, it makes you live. And much like paying for the police and the firefighters and the military, they're all necessary. Speaking of, the military routinely requests that the government give them less money and continue to build planes that don't even work. We could shave off billions from the budget and not lose any personnel. You could even still have money to help, say, the disabled veterans that we sent into the wars. The Congress, you know, fails to help regularly. All you would actually lose is some tanks, which we don't even use, and some very expensive fighter jets that don't even work. Much like the $1.5 trillion Lockheed Martin F-35 Lightning II, which is made in Bernie Sanders' home state of Vermont, that doesn't even work. And I should also add that Bernie Sanders himself fights very hard for that military vessel that creates jobs, but doesn't work to be made. Even socialists have a price, apparently. As a conservative and a Republican, I do not want my tax dollars wasted, and they are being wasted on toys that we don't need. Maybe trickle down would have worked if we had just... Nope, wouldn't have worked. No, no, no. But what if we had just... Nope, you know it, I know it. Fucking but, Reagan definitely but, knew it. Uh, well, and okay, but, I'm pretty sure you even admitted it once but, on your show, uh, man. It's just a way for rich people to get richer, and you know uh, it. Fine. Yes, okay. It was one of my more ambitious ideas, you have to admit that. But fine, it wouldn't have worked. 
But what will work are a bunch of big, scary, quote-unquote, socialist ideas like healthcare for all citizens. Surprisingly, here are some other harebrained schemes that would also benefit the economy and the taxpayers bigly. For instance, housing for the homeless. And yes, Sean Hannity, you pompous, petulant, presidential propaganda piece of shit, that does mean unhomelessing the homeless. In Salt Lake City, Utah, they found that it cost the taxpayers a burden of $20,000 per homeless person to keep them on the street, versus only $12,000 per homeless person to give them an apartment and assistance with job placement, meaning less of your tax dollars are taken and more people are spending money, which goes to us at the top, which we in turn use to pay off all the Senate, I mean, uh, make steak, pay our steakhouse bills, steakhouse, lots of steaks. Less homeless people, more steak. <clears throat> Moving on. And speaking of my favorite thing in the world, money, universal basic income. And yes, Sean Hannity, you, you scarecrow of a racist naked mole rat passing for a man. That does mean using your tax dollars to give people monthly paychecks. However, doing so would boost the American economy by $2 trillion. Again, more money being used to buy whatever thing you think you deserve on a treat yourself day. I'm told that's culturally relevant by my producer. Treat yourself! Right. Well, if it wasn't clear enough before... <clears throat> Universal healthcare! <clears throat> and yes, Sean Hannity, that does mean keeping the American people alive by everyone pitching in through taxation. You Bilbo Baggins tooth shrim suckler. Listen up, America. Congress has until September 30th, 2017 to pass their quote-unquote repeal and replace of Obamacare, something that they have had a chance to write for over eight years. And much like all the other quote-unquote repeal and replace bills they have tried to pass since Trump took office, this too was such a sack of dog shit that Ted Cruz wouldn't even touch it. And I have seen that quote-unquote human man eat a mason jar of poop. Oh my god, are you serious? Well, when I caught him eating it in his congressional office in Washington, I might add, he said he was doing some sort of skull and bones initiation, but I don't remember that being one of the trials when I did it. But uh, times do change, so who knows? But also, you're, uh... Well, you're supposed to get initiated in college, so... Huh. Gross. Anyways, if passed, this bill will raise premiums on everything from pregnancy to cancer to diabetes, all because the Republican Party, my party, promised they would repeal it. Most of the senators voting for the bill don't even know what the impact of the bill will be, because once again, the Republicans are bypassing the Congressional Budget Office. Like any sane person, I am fully willing to admit that Obamacare has its problems. I mean, I'm a Republican for God's sakes, but... Burning it down is never the solution. Unless, you know, you're trying to collect the insurance on a failed <clears throat> American Doll uh, ripoff company. Ugh. Those, those melted faces of those dolls. They still terrorize my dreams, turning them into nightmares. Nightmares that I can luckily get fixed through psychological help because I have health insurance. In America, all men are created equal. At least, that's what I told Thomas Jefferson to write as I sat on his couch eating onions those many years ago. Back then we ate onions instead of chips. And all those men, and even the women, deserve equal access to health care. 
so they can stay alive, stay American, and so they can keep spending money, thereby keeping me a billionaire and an eventual trillionaire. When it all comes down to it, America, it's all about me. And not just me, but like the collective me. Meaning, be selfish, America. Think with your wallet. And call the Congressional Switchboard at 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. And let your senator know that you do not want Obamacare repealed, but rather fixed. Don't burn it down. Just think, America. If everyone was healthy and spending money, not being crippled by medical debt, housed instead of homeless, job full instead of jobless, and then taking money from said job and spending it on said things, and even getting a little bit of extra spending money from Uncle Sam for being such a good American, then maybe, just maybe, we can all have the most money possible. And by we, I do mean me. God bless me, God bless money, and God bless you, and God bless America. Well, um, all right. That is definitely one way of looking at it all. I know, right? It's great. Well, um, Andrew Turner from Thinkers and Drinkers podcast is uh, about to call in via Skype to discuss the healthcare bill uh, more in depth. Do you want to take a break before the interview or what's up? Nope, I am not doing the interview. I am leaving for Washington, D.C. Why? What weird billionaire panda hunting thing are you going to go do now? Oh, give it a rest, you, you tree-hugging Nancy. There's no panda hunt today. Besides, there's a six-month wait list and I'm kind of at the bottom of it. I've tried calling in a few favors, but no success. All week. Nothing. Anyways, today I serve my country by going back into the lion's den to lobby Congress one more time. I cannot stand by and see millions of people die and thereby trillions and trillions of dollars that could be mine die with them. I will see you soon, America. Next week is the War on Drugs episode. Take care, America, and wish me luck. Godspeed. What? I said Godspeed. No, I, I said wish me luck. What does that even mean, Godspeed? I, man, I don't know. It's just another expression. Just, just, man, go save the healthcare system, all right? All right, that I shall. Maybe Ted Cruz needs another jar of poop. I may take him up on this rehab. Well, we'll be right back with Andrew Turner from Thinkers and Drinkers. It's America, the podcast! And we're back. So, as you heard at the top of the show, this uh, episode is about universal health care and the fact that uh, what we have now, whatever that means that is close to universal health care, might be going away as of, at the latest, uh, September 30th. Um, so if you're listening to this, hopefully you still have health care. Uh, with me today is a uh, man who's been on the show before, um, Andrew Turner from Thinkers and Drinkers Productions on the Thinkers and Drinkers podcast. And uh, former uh, Hillary Clinton volunteer and uh, not a political advisor, but, you know, he should have been. Maybe maybe we would have won this round. Uh, say hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody. Uh, I was a campaign organizer across the <laughs> Campaign <East>. organizer. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, man, uh, Andrew... You have a Republican father. I had Republican parents until they uh, came around to the light side of the force. Um, 
But uh, because when it, we, when it all boiled down to it, the thought of, hey, maybe everybody should have health care and health care should be a right is a good idea. And uh, like we were discussing right before we hit record on here, Jesus definitely would have wanted something like that. So, I mean... What what is it, from maybe your dad's point of view? Maybe you can talk, uh, or a Republican's point of view. What what is the what is the the negative aspects of universal health care? Like not not that Obamacare um, is messed up. We all know that there's problems with it. But what is wrong with universal health care? What is the argument against that? Well, I don't think that there's a Republican argument necessarily against universal health care. Um, they would just want it completely through the free market. That is the right. ideological okay. difference there, is that Republicans don't feel that health care is right, uh, conservatives especially. They don't feel that the government's job is to provide actual uh, health insurance or health coverage or health services to individuals, that that's the job of charities, churches, mosques, um, independence groups, uh, you know, anything that'll help, you know, 401Cs, that kind of stuff. Anyone that'll help uh, the individual without the government having to step in because taxation dollars are required to do that. And there is some truth to that. The fact is, is if we move towards a single payer or Medicare for all system like Bernie Sanders is pushing for right now, it's going to cost more money for the taxpayer, both to the middle class and especially to the upper class. You're going to have to tax rich people more. And the Republicans are ideologically opposed to taxing Americans more, no matter what wealth, indispar- wealth disparities are currently in the nation, no matter... Uh, what programs they might be funding other than military, it seems. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> just double the military budget or something like that or gave them save $700 billion? Yeah, $700 billion mm-hmm. uh, yeah. signed over by the Senate to uh, our military budget. Uh, you know, and, and universal health care would be around 680 I've seen from some estimates if you were to give like a single payer for all system. That is the ideological reasoning behind why Republicans and conservatives and libertarians and anyone on the right side of that horseshoe equation uh, is against it, is they don't feel it's the government's right to do so. Quickly, Right, I, but you can't... Yeah. The, the con- you can't call it... You can't call it universal health care at that point if you're saying, oh yeah, it's in the private market. That makes... it's Then then I have universal ice cream. Yeah. Like, if, if that's the case, like, okay, well, ice cream for all, well, not everybody can go out to Marble Slab and spend $5 on a damn ice cream cone. They nor can they go get quality health insurance on a public market. They that was the that didn't work the last time, and it's definitely not going to work again. So well, keep going. Sorry. The, no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, the, the actually that's a great point because it leads into the fact that there is something different about ice cream and healthcare. Right? You're going to wind up using healthcare at some point in your life. If exactly definitely towards <laughs> the end of it, you don't have to have ice cream. You do have to have health care to survive, to be a productive citizen, to regularly be at work, to take care of your mental and physical health. Um, you know, it's something that's required in day-to-day life, and especially the older you get, the more you're going to use it. Uh, now, Republicans would say, to kind of keep, to, to get to their defense, which I don't do often, but they would say, well, no, in America, no one, you know, doesn't get health care. If you go to the emergency room, you're going to be taken care of. Uh, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, well, you may, you may be taken care of. But, so, you know, sometimes. You're going to rack up a huge amount of debt, you know, like that's what's going to wind up happening. Yeah. Um, if, if you and, and people go bankrupt because of that. I think it was somewhere around 40 percent of people who went bankrupt during the 2008 financial crisis cited, you know, long term medical debt and medical medical emergencies as their number one reason for doing so. So uh, the fact and that some people would rather be dead and some people actually probably killed themselves because of the surmount insurmountable debt that was, you know, because of 
you know, insert health problem here kind of well, a thing. Well, think about how much money the rest of us have to spend when people do go into the emergency room and never pay their bills, and we have to cover their costs. And on top of that, people don't get preventive care whenever they don't have health insurance, right? So right. it costs a lot more to take care of someone with stage four cancer than stage one. But if you can't afford to go get a, you know, a body scan once a year to see if everything's going right for you, if you can't afford to get a prostate exam, if you can't afford to get a breast exam, you know, any of these kind of things, and they don't find the cancer, well, then they're going to find it when it's too late, and it's going to cost so much more money to even try to save you. As opposed to if we catch it early, it'll cost way less money for not only you, not only the insurance companies, not only the average American taxpayer if you don't have insurance, but it's hard to catch things when people refuse to go to doctors or hospitals because it costs too much money, and they're trying to put food on the table. And we know right now in America, the richest country in the world, at least 20% of kids don't get three meals a day. The fact is, there's a lot right. of Americans. Right. That's more, they're America. <laughs> like, come on. The richest country in the history of <laughs> civilization. Right. Like, cash rich? No. Not as I think technically that's Norway or something like that. So somebody would probably contradict you on that. But, like, overall, like, we're the most powerful country. Like, I mean, militarily wise, we, we got the strongest economy. We got the blah, blah, blah. Like, well, you know, there's more GDP. Pick a, right? That's what that number actually yeah. is. It's not money on hand. Yeah, exactly. But the how the size of the economy, how much money is moving from the hands of Americans to the exactly. Americans and to other people throughout the world. We have the most money. It's painfully obvious. And which, yeah, the fact we don't provide universal health care when 31 other nations do in Europe and <laughs> the Western world uh, is pretty ridiculous because we could save so much money in the long run. It may cost tax increases. Yes, the Republicans are right about that. But the fact is, if you're not paying anything for medical bills at all, you'll probably wind up saving money from not paying for medical bills over what you pay in taxes. This is which, a huge shift to our, our economy and getting rid of Obamacare is a step in the wrong direction. It seriously is because it, one, it's gonna you know re, you're trying to restructure a sixth of the economy, so that's you know it's harder than it th- looks, Donnie. I promise, I fucking promise. Um, but at the same time, like what what I have never understood is with conservatives, you know, the, their whole point is wanting to save money, right? Like that that's the point of wanting to save the government money. Well, it, for the for the instance of homelessness, Salt Lake City came up with a solution to rid themselves of the homeless by housing the homeless, putting them in job programs, feeding, house, like doing the whole shebang because it costs a hundred thousand, I think a hundred thousand dollars or close to it to keep a homeless person on the street. It costs thirty thousand dollars annually to house them and feed them and help them look for a job. So it saves them money. So why that's not the thing is beyond me. Now with unhealthy people like Obama who had always touted was the fact that, you know, having unhealthy people is a drain on the economy. So, like, at the, it sounds terrible to say, but having poor people, or not poor people, but homeless people and sick people, there's no point to that. It is, does us no service when we have the ability and power to correct that, to stop having that drain on the economy, and fund the things that, you know, keep people healthy. So they're not, you know, they're... <laughs> their uh, cancer that they have isn't sucking the taxpayer dollars like the Republicans want to say. They can actually just be healthy. They could have actually caught that in time They versus, you know, pay, trying to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills of not because they or not because they didn't want to catch it in time because they were too scared to pay those bills. Well, and the fact is, is. Every other country that is modernized has this as a system where everybody at least can walk into a hospital, get taken care of, get prenatal care, 
get uh, pregnancy care, get family care, get elderly care, you know, get pediatric care. And they don't have to worry about paying a dime when they walk out. And when that's the case, so much stress on your life is pulled out. You become more productive. You're able to take care of your kids and yourself. You know, you don't have bad rotting teeth. You don't have. And the fact is, is any country that you go and ask that has the citizens, the citizens will have their complaints about the system, sure, but then ask them if they want you to take it away. Hey, do you want to get rid of this system for a free market system where anybody can charge anything they want to charge um, your health care, depending on the hospital or the insurance brand or whether you have insurance or not? Or do you want to fix the system you have? They always say fix the system they have. No one in the UK, no one in Europe, no one is saying let's get rid of our universal health care, of our government insurance right. health care. Yeah, and the, the, I saw something today uh, that called it like what brings you back. There's a Time Magazine article um, that was it was amazing. I don't read Time Magazine a lot I just because I, don't, I never get around to it. But this one, like What's a magazine? the one that caught my eye. What's a magazine, right? Oh, kids, magazines used to be these paper things that are just bound together by staples and they have writing on them and they look they're like blogs, but you hold them yeah, and not like on a tablet. It's real hard to explain. Ask your mom. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but they were talking about um, charge masters at hospitals and. They're the people that just they sit there and they literally come up with the price of the MRI, the you know the bag, the IV bag, the uh, the IV itself, the bed, the how long it, your pregnant ass is gonna get to stay here, and probably not that long because they want you out of there real fast so they can make room and charge people even more. Because these people, these charge masters, they're basically deciding what everything costs. And that cannot be, well, it's definitely not fair, but well, like, well, I, I through that, with that, that's fixed through universal health care, no? Or am, uh, am I wrong? No, that would be fixed through universal health care because the government would be overseeing the price of everything. There would be set standard prices for everything. Because it's price gouging at the end of the day. Well, that's what I was exactly about to yeah. say, is that if you have a 900, you know, an, uh, a 900, uh, dollar, you know, crate of water during a hurricane, it's price gouging, you know? But if we have an $8 bag of saline that's worth $80 whenever you go into the hospital, that's not considered price gouging. Exactly, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know, and the fact is, is our, our leaders have not taken up uh, to kind of constraining that free market in that capitalist, you know, that sense of capitalism that we don't want to tell business owners what to do. They don't negotiate drug prices, you know, in Medicare Part D. They, mm-hmm. uh, they don't set regulations on our hospitals on how much it'll cost or private practitioners on how much they charge. And they don't really regulate insurance companies or pharmaceutical companies to the point that I feel comfortable. They're, the, the fact remains is that the very, very rich and wealthy corporations and industries in our country control our politicians, and they don't want mm-hmm. to change. And that may be the very reason that this bill doesn't pass that's coming up from the Republicans, is the insurance companies have kind of gotten used to Obamacare now, And they got a lot of handouts from the Democrats from Obamacare Mm -hmm. in 2010. So they don't want to get rid of this. Almost no one wants to get rid of this other than the Republican big individual donors and ideologues. So, I mean, and and that may be the reason a lot of Republicans are voting against it, even if they won't admit it, is they know it's going to hurt a lot of Americans and even their insurance companies don't want it. Right. And like there's even there's tons. I've seen videos of uh, folks online like just, you know, the cliche Trump supporting person like, you know, I don't really understand why I was against Obamacare before. It's just, 
you know, everybody needs health care. I'm like, you were against it because he was black, buddy. Now, let, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> let me tell you something, Tim Pilot Bay. Let me tell you one thing. I don't have to worry about Obamacare going away because I'm on the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> Exactly. That slayed me when they were talking about them. Like, oh no, oh that that's that's the reason. They, I didn't. I honestly could not, for the life of me, figure out other than the fact that it was called Obamacare. Because even I heard one lady say, "Oh, but we do we have to call it Obamacare? Why?" I'm like, Be, the, "We didn't. They yeah. called it Obamacare as a like a derogatory term, and he just embraced it after." The fact, like it was, it was Fox actually. Uh, they came up with the name, so I'm gonna take Obamacare back and I'm gonna make it mine. It's my thing now. Yeah, exactly. I can say those words. Yeah, I, I think he did. He did a, actually a really brilliant rhetorical move, and then he said, "Fine, call it Obamacare. I don't care," because he knew that a lot of Americans would get health insurance from it. Right? There's a lot of flaws. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of counties that aren't getting the a lot of flaws that the Republicans caused. Like yeah, they, they, the the original bill itself was pretty much universal health care. Same with Clinton's bill, and it all just got shot to shit. Well, Medicaid like, is a huge part of that, right? The, the Republicans yeah, yeah. didn't expand Medicaid in states like here in Texas, where we have the thirty yeah. fourth, you know, worst uh, insurance coverage. Um, they didn't expand Medicaid here. Governor Greg Abbott uh, decided not to. And with that being said, millions of Texans, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in other states, and millions of Americans across the country. <laughs> didn't get access to health care that uh, the Amer the Affordable Care Act had been designed at the start to give to them. So it would be better if Republicans hadn't been sabotaging it the whole time. And now they've really been promising something that they can't give, which is to take it all away, uh, which would be a political crisis for them in the next election. So mm -hmm. I, I, that's that's what kind of holds me in confidence that this isn't going to pass as much as the president. And I think a lot of they would <laughs> like it to. The fact is, is Susan Collins of Maine, uh, you know, John McCain of Arizona, these kind of people are not going to vote yes when they know it's going to right. hurt their constituents. Right. And they, the one of the funniest things I saw about this uh, when they're trying to pass it is they have, Republicans have allotted 90 seconds of debate time. Yes. 90 seconds to debate this bill on the floor, like on both sides. So, like, it's, they also oh, only have 90 I, seconds. So it was like a lot done in 90 seconds before, Tim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am was like in 90 seconds, so. In a sense, like, I was, like, kind of freaked out. I'm like, oh, God, now they've got to debate this in 90 seconds. All we really have to say is, like, we don't know anything about this, you dumbasses. <laughs> and then they have to debate it, like, okay, well, why should we vote for this after so the Democrats just said. Score, right? I mean, this. Yeah. had <laughs> time to score it before the September 30th deadline. And a lot of people out there probably don't know this, but because it's budget reconciliation right now, because this is the time we're setting up next year's budget, it only takes 50 votes because Vice President Pence could uh, break a tie for the Republicans mm -hmm. to pass anything involving the budget, really. So after September 30th, it takes 60. And that 60 vote right. is impossible when you have, you know, 48 Democrats. <laughs> Even, yeah. You know, Angus King and, and Bernie Sanders are independents, but they caucus with the Democrats. 48 Democrats yeah. in the Senate that are not going to vote for anything that gets rid of Obama's title program and ensures millions of Americans. And Same so, for some Republicans that are there, too. They're not getting rid of this. They like it. People like the fact that everybody gets health care, that they can go to the doctor. She loves, she loves the fact that yeah. her state you know, gets federal dollars that helps pay for her, con her constituents and her friends and family and the people that she loves around her to get health care. 
You know, yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. And, and Alaska is one of those. Kentucky's another one. You know, Rand Paul mm-hmm. is coming out against this bill for conservative reasons. But if I was cynical, which I never would be in politics, if I was cynical, <laughs> I would say that he really realizes that Kentucky has had a huge boost in insurance rates uh, under the Medicaid expansion with Obamacare. And he knows that he's going to be taking away health care from, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be voting for or against him in the next election. And yeah. whether it's for those votes or it's because he legitimately doesn't want to hurt those people, that may be the real reason he's not voting for it. But he's going to say it's because mm-hmm. it's not conservative enough because that's right. the promise he made to his base. Even Ted Cruz, you sent me something earlier saying that yeah. Ted Cruz was like, this doesn't have my vote. I'm like, what the hell? I don't, I don't trust this. Like, how, he could, he like could, if he, Ted Cruz doesn't like it, I mean, I mean, he's been busy on you know Pornhub or something, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, you know I, I no comment on that. I, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. But uh, I'll comment on it. He tweeted uh, hardcore pornography once, <laughs> like last week, and blamed it on an aide, like every other politician does. But we like him because he's not gonna vote <laughs> for this bill. Uh, I'll, I'll well, apparently, it. get it? You know, I, I've always said politics is deals with devils. Uh, you can't vote purely on. I don't like that person, so I'm not going to work with them. That's the exact opposite yeah. of democracy. You have to say, I, you know, just like with any diplomatic thing, you know, peace treaties aren't made between friends. You know, right. <laughs> legislation isn't made between people who agree. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a Congress in the first place. We'd, we'd all just rubber right. stamp it. Like the, the, I, we need to take the votes where we can get them when it gives us wins for the American people. And I think keeping literally 19 million Americans on their health care, uh, up to 35, according to one estimate of one of the past bills, uh, on their health care, of keeping premiums lower, of ensuring that we're closer to this single-payer dream where every American can walk into a hospital, can dial 911, and realize that all three options are free, not just two out of the three. Um, until we get to that point, I, I, you know, there's no reason to step backwards. Right. And, like, it's it's so frustrating because it all it really, like, you don't even have to get rid of the private health care system. That public, like, like, that public option, like, you just need a public option for people to be able to go to the doctor. And where to, where everything can be taken care of. I make mean, a whole universal only, like, where everybody goes in there. Like, I know some doctors are scared they're not going to get paid more or something. But ha- everybody having the same equipment that can do the same things to help the same people in the same country just does not seem... That seems the most American thing we can do. I don't, I just cannot, like, there's zero argument against universal health care that is valid to me. Like, especially if you're coming from a conservative standpoint, which is usually a Christian standpoint, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. I, I just cannot fathom this. It's, it destroys, it's, it's the whole reason I became a Democrat is because Republicans were for you know, killing more people in the war, and they didn't like universal health care. I mean, it's and, to say that you're, you know, pro-life when you won't let people, you know, exercise control of their own bodies, women exercise exactly. But then you won't pay for prenatal care. Like, what right. do you mean? I, I don't understand your ideology. I don't understand your conviction here. Our babies. And a lot of Republican not- men are saying, why? Why do we have to pray, pay for the pregnancy stuff? And the budget, the was the deductibles for pregnancy and diabetes and everything else are skyrocketing under this new bill. Like, how? How do you sleep at night? Well, like, I mean, on a large, large donation from the Koch brothers. <laughs> exactly. That's how you sleep at uh, night. I, and there's some of, of we're at the same. 
you know, we're not the same country as Rome was 2,000 years ago, but we have some of the same problems. Luckily, our generals aren't our politicians, at least for now. Just right. Just trying to keep that separate a little yeah. bit. It does it. But um, one thing we do have in common in Rome is that you can buy our politicians now. You know, you can literally buy a politician. This is one of Sanders' major popularity points, one of Trump's in the primary, was I won't take money from big businesses or unions or special interest groups because the people should pay for my campaign you know, or I should pay for my campaign, not right. not special interest right. groups that I'm beholden to afterwards. And you can say what you will about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and whether or not you think they were beholden to them. I personally think they were actually pretty good compared to most politicians on paying back their the people that they owed through donations, owed in quotation marks there. Um, but the fact is, is... Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, at least during the primaries, were able to say, no one owns me but me, right? You know, and the American people. And right. that would be true if we had... Well, Donald did start taking donations towards the end, but... Yeah. Of, course, of course he did. Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a fucking con artist. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. he's a used car... By the way... He's a reality TV <laughs> show host. Yeah, he's, he's a horrible person. And he, of course he took money in the end. Of course he was lying about it. But with that in mind, um, as long as our politicians are able to be bought by things like the health insurance market companies, uh, they're big corporations, they're going to vote against the interests of the American people. And the reason I want to bring that up is because the question you just asked, how can you vote against this? We can vote against this to remain in power. And that really comes back to so many issues that I would talk about with you, which is that public financing is the number one key to all those issues, because as long as our politicians can be bought out, they're not really listening to us until we make a lot of noise. Exactly. Like, I know, like, to the conservative listeners out there, I know you, you hear the word socialism and you think Nazis. Please just go look at the difference between the different types of socialism and communism. There, there are, There's a plethora of good videos, even animated ones, that can show you the difference. And But with democratic socialism, you hear that phrase. You heard it a lot during the election with Bernie Sanders. It is... A, it's a perfect blend of socialism and capitalism. Capitalism doesn't go away. You still get to go buy Nikes at the Nike store or wherever, you know, whatever store that I want to sponsor this podcast. Um, but you also Cat get... Get them now. Buy some Casper yeah. <laughs> Buy some Casper mattresses. Uh, please, Casper, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> but no, you also get... With that, you, you know, by just paying a little bit extra in your taxes and if you tax the billionaires you would ha not have to pay as much or maybe funnel some money away from the military that constantly says that it doesn't need that much money the, or at least the amount that we give it and you get things like Meals on Wheels which is defunded you get things like public radio you get things like healthcare for absolutely everybody the fact that a baby is not going to starve to death tonight would be the thought you could have in your head, except that a baby is going to starve to death tonight because we don't have universal health care. A baby is going to die tonight from a gunshot because we don't have gun control, or at least adequate gun control. A terrorist is probably buying a gun right now in this country, ready to go shoot up another nightclub because we don't have shit like that. Uh, seven because on a church to, today. Just I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I heard about that earlier. Yeah. It's every other day. There's a tweet from the president that insults another group of people, and there's a mass shooting, and there's flooding and signs of climate change. You know, this is a time that we need activists. We need people to step up because our government sure isn't going to do it under the, the rule of the Republican Party and Donald Trump. Right. 
And now the vote is happening sometime. Uh, it's at least by the 30th. That we know that. So it, it could potentially happen even tomorrow. What you need to do, call this number, 202-224-3121. Again, 202-224-3121. That is the congressional switchboard, right? That is Andrew? exactly right. I, I've called yes. literally hundreds of people and asked them to call their senators and representatives in my past job, uh, actually thousands of people. Um, and with that being said, it's easy. It takes about 30 seconds. You'll say your name, where you're from. Uh, for what senator you want to leave a voicemail, and you'll just leave either a voicemail with a machine or an aide and say, hey, this is what you need to do. Don't take away health care from millions of Americans. And I encourage you to call about everything else you're passionate about, whether you disagree or agree with me and Tim or anybody else. You know, more activism is what we need right now, not less. Right. And I know... Again, conservative friends that are listening to this show, you have problems with Obamacare. I get it. I have problems with Obamacare. When I was on it, I had I paid way too much, that more than I thought I was going to. But I still did it because I didn't want to die. So, but most people out there don't want to die, believe it or not, and they want this health care. By this is not a repeal and replace bill. Just take please for for the love of America. Take five minutes. There is plenty. If you if you're better at hearing it on YouTube, go to YouTube and find out what's actually in the the bill. Like any news site, unless you don't believe in the news, then I can't help you. But there, this is not a repeal and replace bill. This is a bill that is going to hold. This is a bill that's going to not just take health care away from millions of people, but it's also going to raise rates for. I'm pulling a picture up that has it. Uh, let's see, uh, me, uh, metastatic cancer premiums will go up to $142,000 and some change. Um, let's see, autistic disorder, um, goes up to $5,000. Then this is all for your premiums. Pregnancy goes up to $17,000. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with some of these things. Like, the, well, and so, a quick, <laughs> a quick cherry on top of that delicious Sunday. Uh, it's about $4 trillion it cuts in federal funding to subsidies to insurance markets uh, from now to 2036. About $4 trillion with a T uh, it cuts to helping out average Americans to pay for health insurance. $215 billion just from 2020 to 2026 when the bill's funding expires. And if it passes, uh, Congress in 2026 would have to choose whether or not to keep giving the states money at all, which I'm sure would be a fun debate to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, America... Listen, no matter what you think, we all need to live. It, it is ridiculous. Like you, Andrew referred to Rome earlier. Well, a bright side of Rome is that any Roman citizen, if you struck a Roman, you would be in huge trouble. All Roman citizens were taken care of. No matter your status, didn't matter if you were Caesar or to, down to the lowliest stable worker, you were still taken care of no matter what. We can be, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, but, you know, in, in an ideal world of this, we, we are, with the pride that we have as America, we should be able to take care of our own. The fact that there, I pass by veterans, you know, sick or addicted to drugs or probably even dying just in Austin is despicable. Tell your senators that you want to change this. These crazy socialist ideals that you're so scared of, they're things like veteran care and health care and gun control and food for people and housing the homeless, especially the veterans. Like, please do this. 
please like look inside yourself and don't defend these backwards ideals anymore. Like there is plenty of, you know, good qualities of conservatism. I'm, I'm willing to admit that, but when it comes to the health and the stability of the nation, we need, we need universal health care for everybody. I, I cannot stress that enough. So again, uh, the number is, unless you know it offhand, Andrew, uh, no, not uh, it is 202-224-3121. Call your senators. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add on to the end of this, buddy? Um, can I do a quick p- pitch? You know, I got to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pitch pitch away. Uh, well, Thinkers and Drinkers. Woo! Yeah, check greatest out my new show on Greatest new show on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> check out my podcast with Ben Lampkin and Matt Fjordbach, the Thinkers and Drinkers weekly news report. We do it every week where we catch you up on the news over the course of about two hours. Great to drive home and to from, to have a drink after work from and listen to, to have a coffee in the morning and listen to while you get ready. Um, and then we're going to come out with some new podcasts with our friends Alexa Ray and Kristen Davis. They're going to be doing some pop culture podcasts in the next month for us. Uh, so I can't wait for that show. That. It's yeah. going to be cool. And then we'd love to have you on sometime too, Tim. That's supposed to happen yes. at some point. So Yes, it'll happen. Just let me know when I'm there. Well, we'll probably be coming down to Austin soon for a special live. Oh, yeah. Party. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun. And we'll be at November Fest, if anybody knows. Oh, about. yeah. I'll also be at November Fest, if anybody knows. <laughs> that is. I'm playing at November Fest, by the way. I'm playing a, I'm playing a set, a uh, music set. It's a good plug. So, yeah, so uh, my music is Timmy yeah. Two-Step, if I, you yeah. earned that. But. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to find out how to get a ticket, but if you do, buy one now. Yeah, go to, go to Novemberfest. Just look up Novemberfest, Romney, Texas. It's pretty fun. Uh, and uh, come hang out with all of us weirdos in the middle of nowhere and look at hopefully look at the stars and not be cold. Um, anyways... So, yeah, um, call your senators, friends, uh, Americans, countrymen, um, and, you know, maybe they'll lend you their ears. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll keep voting the way the Koch brothers and everybody else wants them to vote. Who knows? But we have to have hope if uh, Barack Obama taught us anything and if Princess Leia taught us anything is that, you know, rebellions are built on hope. So um, thank you for listening and uh, call your senators for fuck's sake okay america as hard as you can thank you andrew and thank you america good night also go to tndproductions.com for more awesome podcasts as they keep coming out they're great okay bye it's america the podcast